Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you are joining us for a second, third, fourth, 45th time, welcome back to an episode of Two Sons Podcast. Um, I am your host, Joseph, but it is just going to be me today. Uh, my co-host, my brother, Philip, uh, could not make it to this recording session. He's not feeling the best, um, so I figured I'd go solo today excuse me, and um, talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about since i actually seen it. So, if you guys do not know, um, and you haven't checked it out, last week we did a Pixar Bracket episode, and basically we took all the Pixar movies from the first one that came out to uh, the most recent one, which was Pixar's Elemental, and we did it in a bracket style list. And uh, basically fought to see which one would be the top uh, Pixar film. Um, If you haven't seen that episode, check it out because I will not spoil what our top film is. But um, one film that was definitely a strong contender for me was Disney Pixar's latest film, Elemental. Um, That is what this episode is going to be about today. Uh, I will be discussing my theater experience with it as well as my review of the movie and... um, just a couple of different things about Pixar as well, just to make it a little longer episode for you guys. Um, apologies if this episode structure is a little strange, just because I don't have my brother to bounce off of, so it's a little strange talking to yourself for 20-30 minutes at a time. Um, but, you know, I'm ready to get in it and get into it and um, go. Uh, but first, I will do our normal thing where we discuss how we are doing. Um, since my brother is not here, uh, I'm assuming he's doing well, as far as I know. Uh, I'm also doing well. Uh, same old, same old stuff. I am a little tired. Um, you know, I've been working a lot recently since I've been out of school. I've been trying to look for a lot of different things uh, that I might want to explore. Um, and, you know, it's just been quite a busy time, whether I've been in or outside of work. And I've uh, definitely been catching up on sleep. I've been working late and uh, not really sleeping well the past couple of days. But um, I'm excited to jump back in and I really didn't want to miss an episode uh, because podcasting is something that I really love doing. And um, I'm trying to set me and my brother's podcast apart from the others because as you guys know, there are millions, thousands, I don't know. There's a lot of podcasts out there and a lot that focus on movie and TV shows and um we want to make it our own, and we want to be different. But uh, enough rambling on. Um, I want to get into Pixar's latest film, Elemental. So if you guys do not know, uh, Pixar's latest film, Elemental, did just recently come out. It is the most recent Pixar film. Um, it had a theater release. And I am right now looking up when it came out. I believe it was June. Yes. So, Pixar's Elemental released on June 16th uh, in theaters. So, it currently has a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it is actually certified fresh, with a 7.1 rating on IMBD. So, actually a little better than I thought in terms of uh, ratings and everything, I because th- uh, this movie has not been regarded uh, very highly by um, general audiences. But um, I will tell you in a little bit why I think this movie has earned a good spot in Pixar, in my opinion. Um, 
So if you guys don't know from the title, Elemental is a film based around all the elements, mainly fire, water, wind, and earth. Um, it bases around a love story between a water guy named Wade and a fire girl named Ember. Um, these two characters are essentially the opposites attract sort of thing, um, even though they are not meant to attract. And we see the character type tropes of Wade being a little more loving, funny, you know, just a really nice and sweet character. We have Ember that is a little more strong and a little more tough and a little more serious about things that go on in life. Um, and it's honestly, it was hard going into this film because of, you know, the clips I've seen of it. Now, I tried not to watch any clips of a film before I go see it because I do not want it spoiled. But a lot of the clips were focusing on, you know, little kid things, you know, little jokes here and there. And you really never saw clips of Wade and Ember in this marketing. Um, of course you did, but you didn't see any sort of relationship clips. You saw them walking around or him making a joke or her making a joke or them just, you know, them showing you Elemental City. Um, the marketing was all wrong. Uh, that is the worst downfall in this film i believe is the marketing of it and if you guys don't know marketing is one of the most important and crucial things to get people to go see a film now disney is a name where no matter you know how bad a movie may be people are going to go see it because it's disney and especially pixar pixar has earned its right in the animation universe and people were going to go to the theaters to see this because it's also it's a PG movie, it's a kid movie. People are people are going to go and watch it. Um I will tell you, it was busy at my theater and it still is pretty busy there. We're usually getting a sold out showing each day. And for it being out almost 2 weeks now, that's pretty impressive. Um I know at a lot of places it has not been going strong. Um but that is something we will talk about a little later. But a little overview of Pixar's Elemental is it is an hour and 49 minutes, so it's not too long, just, you know, under that two-hour mark. And like I said, it's a romantic comedy that focuses on elements in this, you know, elemental world. But that's all you get off the bat from the marketing. You don't get anything else from the story. Any pictures and everything... Um, that I have seen or posters that we have gotten has just been Wade and Ember, the, you know, fire and water together or, you know, all the elements on a train or, you know, you know stuff like that. No, nothing, nothing crazy, you know, just standard stuff. Um, but it was a letdown. A lot of people my age has, um, had, so... Before I saw this movie, I saw a lot of clips of it on TikTok and stuff. Um, not just of the film itself, but the film, the people going to see the film and what they, like, thought about it. Like, like if the story was about them. And it was a lot about immigrant um, parents and, you know, children of immigrants. Sorry. Um, excuse me. As well as interracial couples, um, couples in general. Uh, love, even, you know, you have mental aspects of health at times. So it's a deep film. Um, and like in our Pixar Bracket episode, 
Pixar really has a way of showing messages in its films that you're not going to see in marketing and off the surface. Um, I don't know if it's a thing where Disney doesn't want to promote the messages, um, you know, the deep messages that are in their films. Well, I guess Pixar doesn't want to promote the message, the deep messages that are in their films. And maybe they want you to figure it out yourself. Um, because they might know of the parental backlash and everything. But it is a beautiful story at the end of the day. And the marketing absolutely did not do it justice. As of right now, Elemental has made $121 million at the box office. Oh my goodness, that's a cockroach. Oh boy, guys. Uh, there is a cockroach in my room. At least I think it's a cockroach. That is terrifying. I I don't want to end this thing because I really don't want to start it again. Um, so I'm just going to keep my eyes on it and uh, hope for the best. I wish me luck, guys. Um, so sorry, to get back on track, um, Disney Pixar's Elemental has made $121 million at the box office so far. So, it's not great numbers, and you know, you may be saying, Joe, $121 million is a lot of money. Of course it's a lot of money, but for a film that had a budget of, oh boy, it probably, it might, it probably made back its budget by now. Um, let me look it up. Pixar's Elemental Budget. So, their budget was actually $200 million. So, uh, way higher than I thought. So, they would usually have to break... They would probably have to make about 350 to $400 million to really break even um, with the marketing and make a little profit off of it. So, being at $121 million, they currently are taking a loss with it. They probably will hit above $200 million. Um, but if they don't, that is definitely not a good sign for, uh, Disney. Disney has definitely been on a down, um, hill in terms of their films, uh, making money. Not that they haven't put out, you know, decent or good films, um, but even The Little Mermaid, I believe, has made four to five hundred million dollars, and I think they need to make, like, eight hundred million to really make good money, so... Unfortunately, we're seeing this thing where if it's not a Marvel movie, we really don't get the money back. Um, or even make a profit at this point. At, at, at this point, they're just trying to break even. And we are not seeing that in these films. And this has to do a lot with the marketing. Because I just saw a clip today of excuse me, the director of Elemental. And he showed why he made this story. You know, and it was a little, it was based off of his experience, what he's seen around him and his life. And I like that they take these stories that are personal to people and put them on the screen. But I don't like how they don't project the movie as such. You know, Pixar has had a lot of hit films in the past. And a lot of them weren't too heavy in the sense of what direction they were going. A lot of them were pretty basic in terms of messages. But, for example, one of Pixar's most beautiful films, um, and, you know, we talked, we debated a lot about it last uh, podcast, is Wally. And Wally is pretty straightforward in the sense of what its message is. But they do it so beautifully. And I'm pretty sure in the posters, in the trailers for Wally, you can understand what is going to happen, what is going on, the basis of it. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to follow. 
Now, to me, the messages in this film are also easy to follow because stuff like that is not hard to really understand. Um, but a lot of the messages in the films can only relate to certain people. But you can also take aspects of a lot that goes on and put it into your own life. So, for example, it hits home um, with me a lot because me and my girlfriend were an interracial couple. So... A lot of the stuff that happened in the film, I can definitely see uh, has happened to us. Or this has, you know, reflected stuff that, again, it, it it has happened in public. It has, you know, happened in private. And it's um it's sad because, you know, a, a kid would sit here and they're not really going to think too hard about um, a family making a comment about somebody else or you know, somebody giving you a look in public, you know, because kids are usually pretty innocent in the way that, you know, they think, um, which is good because, you know, a lot of these messages are heavy and you might not want them thinking about that at a young age, but it's also good to expose them to it because it is real stuff. Again, this is, you know, something that me and my girlfriend experience as well as a lot of the family aspect of it. I'm sure a lot of people have experienced just feeling that way uh, some way or another, not in a way of, you know, maybe taking over something, but just in a way of a relationship and, you know, with your family. So, for example, Elemental City is almost like I would describe it as New York, uh, New York City, but elements. New York City is a very diverse place. It is probably one of the most populated places in the world, and it has hundreds and hundreds of cultures, people living there. And, um, Elemental City is consisted of pretty much just four straightforward elements, but we see fire in this Elemental City kind of represent people that have been looked down upon and pushed away. Um, fire wasn't really necessarily allowed in the city because of the so-called danger that they possessed. So they kind of went and they built their own neighborhood that was separated from the rest of the city. Excuse me, I'm just going to take a sip of my drink. By the way, guys, that roach is still there. I see its antennas, but it hasn't moved from the spot, so we're doing well. Um, getting back on track, uh, fire is represented as kind of being shunned um, and being, you know, kind of thrown away from the city. And um, while everybody in the city... Um, could be classified as, you know, immigrants and um, people, you know, similar to how New York was uh, when it was first built. You had immigrants from everywhere, Ireland, Italy, Asia, and so on and so forth. Um, kind of like, you know, earth, water, fire, and wind. Um, however, we do see a discrimination against fire. Um, and we see heavily the immigration story of fire through ember and her family her parents originally lived in a village you know not near elemental city you know somewhere else in that so-called universe or world and they had to leave in order to create a better life for their daughter um this is you know a major case with anybody that immigrants now the past and you know definitely in the future their family essentially gives up everything 
so they can go and they can live a life that, you know, they deserve and they would have dreamed of. And unfortunately, we see this also play a part in the discrimination aspect as well as how Fire feels about, you know, the rest of the people around him. Her father, forgive me, I do not remember his name, he does not like water. Um, of course, water can put out fires, which is dangerous to them. And um, that is a big part of the story that, you know, he is shunned upon by people because of the dangers that, you know, fires hold. But he also doesn't agree in the sense of what is happening, being shunned away. And these elements, these other elements being able to, you know, also harm him. And we see him and his wife create a shop. And this is where Ember grows up. This is where the fire neighborhood is basically built off of. This one shop creates almost a light, in a sense, for this fire community. And in the beginning of the film... It's through the eyes of Ember's parents and, you know, them building their dream, them experiencing Elemental City for the first time and eventually, you know, introducing Ember and basically saying how this is all going to be hers one day. You know, a lot of parents want their kids to follow in their footsteps. You know, this father and mother gave up everything to come to Elemental City and create this dream and create this better life for Ember. And we even find out, you know, about halfway through the film, is the father, um, the father's father, so Emma's grandfather, uh, did not forgive his son for leaving. Um, and he never contacted him again. Um, and this is something that probably and, you know, most definitely happens in families that leave their countries, states, wherever it home, just homes in general, their family may never speak to them again, and their family may shun them for the rest of their lives. Um, and it is it's it's heartbreaking, considering that he went to create, you know, the best life possible for his daughter, and um, how he was treated was just you know something that should have never happened. And that is something that, you know, makes you think. And if you're looking for it, you will see it. Even if you're not looking for it, you will understand what is going on. But again, this is something that a kid isn't going to look at and they're not going to think about their parents' sacrifices. This is something meant for, you know, maybe people my age in their 20s or really anybody if you can understand it and if you are open to it. Um, it's something that I think is great to discuss, and that's why I kind of wish I was bouncing off of my brother, because, you know, it's it's a very heavy-hitting topic. And we see Ember basically, you know, grow stronger and stronger as she grows up, and her father grows weaker and weaker. So, obviously, it's so important for her to take over the shop, because the father physically isn't going to be able to do it anymore. And this is her dream, this is her dream, this is her dream. This is all she's known. This is all she wants. This is what she is meant to do. And one day, Wade, the water guy, ends up literally bursting out the pipes in um, her father's shop. And it ends up flooding the basement and, you know, creating a problem. 
and this is where also the hate for water comes from because that is destroying what her father has built from his bare hands excuse me i'm going to take another sip this is destroying what the father has built with his bare hands um almost like it was nothing even though it wasn't intentional and he ends up being a city inspector and he basically ends up telling ember i'm sorry but there are so many violations. I'm going to have to write you a ticket. Well, actually several tickets. And most likely the shop is going to be put down. Um, obviously, she is heartbroken. She is honestly more mad than anything. And um, she tries everything to get to stop him. Unfortunately, he gets to City Hall. Uh, sent to his boss. And, uh, you know, they're, the only way that they can really get rid of it, if he goes sees, um, it, I'm sorry, if they go see his boss, which is a, uh, I guess, cloud lady or, or wind element. And um, this is where we see a scene that you've probably seen in commercials um, at an arena. And basically, it's a sporting event, you know, where it's basically wind people uh, almost playing a basketball, dodgeball, quidditch type of game, I would call it. And she is a very hot-headed um character and she also disrespects ember um and this is where we also see more of wade's character come out in the sense of he starts a wave and cheering for one of the sports players because you know something i believe the sports player's mom's passed um and Ember sees how he's able to get everybody to rally together behind this and end up pulling off something amazing, which convinces the boss to basically let them solve the problem that is being had that caused the leak and the flooding. And then everything, you know, will work out. She'll be able to save her dad's shop, take over, and, you know, he'll be able to go back to normal. So in this journey that they take, um, we see them spend a lot of time together. And you could tell that Wade is the, he's, he's the love bug in this. He is the one that shows the emotion. He is constantly crying, which, you know, I guess is, <laughs> um, funny because, you know, he is made of water. Um, and, you know, Ember is more serious. Um, you know, she is almost like a businesswoman. She has a clear cut, like, I'm only doing this because I want to get rid of those tickets. And in spending time with each other you know he finally uh you know gets her to smile and he wants to go on a date with her so in you know spending time with each other they discover kind of what both elements can do you know it discovers you know um that ember can you know make i believe tempered glass out of sand uh you know Wade shows Ember stuff that she never knew before, like it was a certain flower, which I forgot the name of the flower, um, that still existed because it was the only flower in the world that could live in any condition. So it was in harmony with all the elements. And this was something that she couldn't go to see as a kid because fire wasn't allowed. Um, and we see these little scenes and you've probably seen it on tiktok if not probably just look up elemental and it'll show the date scene where wade and ember go to the movie theater now oh, it's a cliche cl sorry cliche it's it's a cliche date i would not recommend taking somebody to the movie theater on the first date only because you cannot talk to them you know movies are great dates if you know each other because it's nice to relax get popcorn watch a movie obviously but 
they go to this movie, and, you know, he is visibly excited. They go to see the movie, and, you know, she's bright. She she shines because she's fire. And you see everybody else in the theater get mad and, like, disgusted at her because she's glowing. And this is almost a daily problem. And, again, sometimes you might have to think about these things, but if we're looking at this in the aspect of, you know, being, you know, a immigrant child or somebody that is you know so-called outside of the normal society in their everyday life maybe if they speak another language um it can people around them will judge and i have seen it firsthand myself and it's heartbreaking considering that something as simple that is their life you know has to be hidden or switched around because other people around it don't like and um it really teaches a lot and it hits the heart, no matter if this pertains to you or not. Again, I am, you know, I'm not a child of immigrant parents, but, you know, I am lucky enough to be in interracial interracial relationship, which teaches me a lot. And it, you know, it's crazy to see that, oh my God, this has happened, you know, to me and my girlfriend at times. And it's it's crazy because so many clips on TikTok that I found... And that I saw of it was the same exact thing that, oh my God, is this, is this, is this film about us? Is this, is this film about interracial couples? Because some people out there will be nasty and some people will be the most loving people. It's just how the world is, unfortunately. And in this date scene, you know, we see them do all the cliche things, take pictures, go to the movies. Um, They go see, they go to like the top of a tower and we see, um other elements we see wind and earth and we see these oh boy the roaches coming out oh god guys okay calm down um we see like earth kids basically get um scared of ember when you know she's standing next to them and it's it's sad because you know she's just standing there not doing anything and they're frightened and she ends up basically making like this smoke cloud um to show the kids and you know they end up smiling and everything after that um and we you know see after the date that you know they definitely do care for each other and excuse me again you can see that ember is kind of starting to follow and fall for wade um and then after this you know we kind of go on and we see a little bit a little bit more of ember's life uh with her parents and you know that her father wants her to take over the shop um and this, you know, breaks her heart because it's what she's dreamed of. But now that she's been with Wade, she's seeing a whole, she's seen the world in a whole new view. So she ends up getting invited to go over Wade's parents. And of course, all water and um, very mushy, very emotional family. And um, honestly, the mom of Wade was a great character because I just felt like she was a caring, understanding woman. But comments were made during the dinner, um, such as, you know, the father saying, oh, wow, you speak really well, you know, for fire or, uh, you know, it was it was something along those lines. And, you know, if if you look, you see Wade is visibly disgusted. And, you know, Ember is like, yeah, well, you know, I've spoken it all my life. Of course, you know, I speak it well. It's, again, it's it's little comments like that that you would not think hurt somebody or you may not think you're doing. And it happens and it can create such a big impact. And 
during this dinner, they asked Ember, you know, what her dreams are, what, what she plans on doing and everything. And, um, uh, what's it called? Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, before, I don't think it was Wade's dad. I think Wade actually talked about his dad passing, uh, which can also relate with, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there. And, it you know, it was probably his uncle or something, a family member. But in asking what she wanted to do, you know, it, it almost didn't seem like she was saying that this was her dream because she dreamt of doing it. Like, no, it's it was her parents' dream, um, mainly her father's dream in that sense. And we see them um, break a glass during the dinner um, or a vase or a bowl. And Ember goes to fix it and creates this beautiful piece of art. And it's where the mother tells her that you have a talent for this and I can get you an interview. And after that, you know, she's like, oh, my God, thank you. Like she was excited. And then they play a crying game where they try not to cry. Because they're all very emotional uh, water people. Excuse me. And this is the first time that Ember ever cries, according to her, because of the way that Wade described meeting her and, you know, what it has felt like and what this journey with her has felt like. And again, like, I I don't know how a kid is going to decipher, you know, that conversation. They may just think of it as a cute little thing. They may think of it as serious, but it it's crazy because it doesn't just show, hey, like prince and princess love, because a lot of that is just pretty generic and it really doesn't hold a lot of weight behind it. And their story and their journey, it holds a lot of weight behind it. And it kind of gives me Romeo and Juliet vibes, um, but, you know, not necessarily in the sense of actually technically yes uh, one of them would actually they would die for each other um so in that sense uh if you guys don't know the real story of Romeo and Juliet it's uh it's pretty uh pretty interesting look it up for sure uh the age gap is insane um but it's almost like this forbidden love you know again the, the dad will never approve of the water guy because of that and we see these little things that Wade does that I think is so sweet that they show in the film, such as, you know, Wade eating the fireballs, whatever they were, and then, you know, having that little scene of him, the, you know, him spitting out a bubble and then the bubble screaming. It's like, again, that's funny that, you know, I laughed at the scene, but he's showing that he would do something that he would almost never do because he wants to show the dad that he loves his daughter. Um... And eventually, you know, we see, you know, their relationship develop more and progress. And we finally get to see the scene where they actually are able to hold hands. And, you know, that may sound like, ew, holding hands or what's the big deal? The big deal is, is they're fire and water and they're not supposed to mix. They're, if they touch, they could die. They could melt. They could turn into, you know, who knows what can happen. And nothing happens. They are able to hold hands like everybody else in the world. And we see this where, you know, they, they, it seems like they gradually want to get closer. And they want to solidify that relationship. But Ember pushes back because she's like, no, this is wrong. Like, it doesn't matter if it can happen. It just, it will never be because of what goes on in both of their lives. 
And this upsets Wade because, you know, he thought that she was having this new opportunity and everything and it was going to go elsewhere. And we kind of see this partner story where they, you know, they, they, they break apart. And we see the, you know, Ember go back to the moms while her parents and we also see uh, Weed go as well. And the mom is almost like a spiritual, uh, almost like a fortune teller-esque type of woman where she could tell if, you know, people love each other. And the only way to do it is if you're fire and fire. But when Wade goes, he figures out a way to light the candlestick or the wick or whatever you want to call it. Um, because he's determined to show that him and Ember are meant to be together no matter what. And, excuse me, I'm just going to take another sip again. It is so hot in my room. And that roach is stretching me, stressing me out because I see its legs. Um, sorry. And um, something like that shows that if, you know, you're meant to be with somebody, no matter how many signs are telling you to go against it, or... Not, you know, not in a certain way, but there could be a million signs in the universe saying that this won't work because of this. Again, you can have the worst day in the world and you could have your family going against you and saying that this is not what is right for you or this is not. The only person at the end of the day that knows you is you. And you will make mistakes and you will decide what is supposed to be. And, you know, I've I've been saying lately is even if you go in the wrong direction, you'll still get to the right destination. You know, even the wrong turns will lead to the right road. And um, this is kind of what we see in this, is after the, you know, it, it kind of gets broken apart, they don't find out if they're really meant for each other. Uh, they, you know, kind of split up. And Ember is at a ceremony where the dad is basically... Uh, handing over the shop to her, making this her shop. And Wade goes and crashes it. Um, now, he is the only water guy in this whole fire meeting or get-together, essentially. And, you know, he says, you know, I you know, I can think of a million reasons why... I forget exactly the line, but he says something along the lines of, you know, I can think of, like, a million reasons why we shouldn't be together. But, you know, I can also think of a million reasons why we should be together and I can think of one why we should be together and you know he's there to fight for it and you know she resists and you know gets mad because he's you know almost ruining her day and the thing that they fixed end up ends up breaking and flooding fire town and now water is deadly to fire so they they can legit die if, you know, they get a substantial amount of water on them. Ember and Weed end up getting trapped in the shop. And um, Ember ends up protecting this thing called, like, the internal flame or something. And it's basically very important to her family. That is what has always been in her family. That is, like, very culturally significant. And if she lets that die, it's almost like letting her father's and her mother's dreams die. So she tries her all to protect it, and eventually she loses it, but Wade ends up saving a piece of it. And they end up getting stuck in this room. And it was either... It, they end up getting stuck to a point where 
she is starting to boil him and you know he is gonna eventually the water is gonna catch up to her so there was there, there was really no way out besides one of them sacrificing themselves and that's very heavy for a pg film um and it's sad again i i i will tell you i shed tears multiple times in this film and he ends wade ends up sacrificing himself and um right after she loses him she realizes how much she loves him and that is very heavy because in life a lot of times people do not realize what they lose um or what they had until they don't have it anymore or until you know that thing or that person is gone and somehow some way um because she's talking about how sad it is she starts to hear crying and we find out that a little drop of weight is alive and he was able to come back to life off of that and um we see them reunite and kiss and you know come together for the first time and it's you know it's 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 corny it's sweet and you know it's it's the happy ending that they deserved and we see them leave elemental city at the end and go off to this new job that em- ember gets and um create their own life and we see the father and mother kind of accept that this wasn't Ember's dream, but she's happy in what she's going to do. And we see Ember give her father this bow that is so significant to the fire culture um, that his father never did for him. Um, so we're seeing like a new generation of culture here in a sense of, you know, another story that is going to happen. And uh, that's how it leads off. So... I know I threw a lot at you guys, um, and I honestly didn't think I would go this long, but I really wanted to try to go more in depth, um, since it is, excuse me, I'm going to take another sip. Ooh, I wanted to go more in depth because this was, um, a shorter film, but it holds a lot to it, and, um, I will say, Side characters, I'm not a fan of. His wind boss, whatever, she's alright. Um, the little plant kid, uh, I did not like him. I thought he was a waste of time. I thought he was cheap comedy. Uh, cute little character, but that a lot of marketing was based off of him. And it shouldn't have. It should have been just purely about Ember, Wade, and what their story was, in my opinion. But I know... You're going to have to promote things and you can't just leave it on the same two things. So, but their marketing team did not market this movie on what it was. I really am not even sure what message they marketing. They mark marketed, excuse me. I'm not even sure what message they were trying to portray when marketing this film. But I will tell you, just like all of Pixar's other films, this film is filled with heart it is filled with sadness. It is filled with family values. It is filled with love. And it's even filled with diversity, immigration, and a lot of heavy real-world topics. And this isn't something where it's screaming in your face. Unless you are aware of these things, and unless you know it's something you want to think about, you probably will brush by and think it's a cute romantic comedy. Because either way, it is a cute romantic comedy. And... 
I think it, it'll touch you regardless of whether you know somebody in a situation, you've experienced a situation, or if, you know, you're just in a regular relationship, no matter what. This will probably hit heavy for a lot of people, just because it is a great film. And, again, recency bias can, you know, play a large part in a lot of films when you review them. But this is, in my opinion, one of Pixar's better films. Um, Pixar has a lot of great top films. And, you know, this is for sure in my top ten. Um, but I don't know how far I would go with it. And maybe I would love to do an actual Pixar list of what I would make my Pixar list with my brother. But it is a beautiful film. And the marketing and what is going on right now did not do it justice. I don't think it'll make its money back. It might break even. But with all the marketing that was done, I still think they're going to take a loss. And it's upsetting because Disney and Pixar has been has been taking a loss very recently with almost all their films. For example, Pixar, Turning Red took a loss, wasn't released in theaters. Soul took a loss, wasn't released in theaters. Uh, Luca took a loss, wasn't released in theaters. I mean, three of those films alone weren't released in theaters. And then I'm not even sure what the last Pixar film was before this. I think it was Turning Red. Um, We haven't really had a blockbuster hit for Pixar probably since Coco, I want to say. And that might have been different in the sense of what Coco's values were or just maybe because of the music. Um, I do say there's a beautiful song in this when Wade and Ember go on their date. I have been listening to it. I definitely um, recommend checking it out. But if I had to rate this film out of, you know, 10 sons, um, I'm going to go with a 9 out of 10 sons. Um, Only because of a little bit of the corny dialogue and jokes at times. But for the message and for a lot of the hidden things that you may not look for on the surface... It is a beautiful film. The animation is great. The animation is beautiful. I do like the concept of Elemental City, but they do leave a lot of unanswered questions, um, such as, you know, kind of how is there water in this world and people are made out of water? Uh, why do they have fences? And they even make a joke about that in the film because, they, you know, almost every element there can get around fences. Um you know, it's it, it it's it's an interesting and a strange concept, but don't think too hard on it in the sense of if it makes sense or not. Because at the end of the day, it is going to be, you know, more geared towards kids. But I will, excuse me, stand by this where Pixar is a little more neutral in the way it progresses, if it's, excuse me, presents and progresses, progresses itself um towards its audiences it is not just based for you know kids it is you know because they understand that parents are taking their children to go see these movies and parents can you know really understand these messages whether it relates to them or not just because they definitely are older um so that is really going to conclude my review of pixar's latest film elemental um once again if you guys have not seen this film, I recommend going to check it out. The theaters most likely aren't crowded unless you go in the middle of the day, around 1 or 2. Those have been the busy times by me, or on the weekends as well, and Tuesdays. Um, but if you can, check it out for sure. Um, if you want to wait until it hits streaming, wait until it hits streaming. But definitely watch it either way. 
Um, especially if you're in a relationship or even if you're just looking for a nice romantic comedy. Go and check it out. Have a nice laugh. Have a nice cry. And just enjoy the film. You know, you don't have to think too hard on the messages because a lot of these messages are fairly simple. But again, once again, if you don't look for them, you might not know they're there. It's like a lot of things in life. And that's what I really love about Pixar. And that's what I really love about talking about films. Because on the surface, a film like this can just be very simple in the aspect of what it is. But when we dive deeper into it, we go into what it's about, its messages, and its overall tone. We can find its beautiful story. And I think that's what Pixar almost always nails on the head with its films. So once again, guys, um, me and my brother will be back with another episode. Hopefully we will get to recording tomorrow or Friday. Um, if you guys don't know, we usually record on Wednesday uh, nights. Um, this episode will actually come out on my birthday. Uh, my birthday is tomorrow. I will be 22. Um, I'm very excited. I have no idea what I'm doing yet. I'm honestly probably just going to do a bunch of errands because I have a lot of stuff I got to do. Uh, but luckily, I have Thursday and Friday off, so I'll have a nice day to, uh, you know, recompress myself and relax. Um, but, you know, I wish you guys all the best. Uh, once again, thank you for all the support and all the love with the podcast and uh, social media platforms. Uh, me and my brother are really trying to get out there and trying to gain sponsors. Um, I'm going to shout out, shout them out on the Instagram, but we are trying to partner up with a um, energy drink company called W Energy. Um, they are on TikTok and Instagram. Definitely go check them out. Um, I'm hoping to try some of their products soon. I have not got, gotten around to it. Um, and if there's anybody out there that is looking for a shout out or anybody out there that would have any suggestions or just would want to talk, please hit us up on the socials. Uh, that is at Two Sons Podcast. Sons with an O, not a U, because we are two brothers. Uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, and you name it. Almost every social media platform there is. I'm even on an AMC social media platform, but that doesn't pertain to you guys. I just wanted to tell you. Um, also, a little side bit of that. We're tr- I'm trying to get... Uh, my theater to make badges of like the barbie characters for our management team which would be super cool um and that would be amazing uh but you know but we'll get on in another episode um next episode probably expect something about disney live action uh disney live action little mermaid disney live action in general i definitely want to talk about that uh but once again guys thank you for just bearing with me for this 47 48 minute episode whatever it ends up being um, I'm glad I was able to get out something for you guys. I hope you, you know, really go and spend the time watching this film. If you don't, I just hope you listen and you decide whether or not you want to go spend the money and see it. Um, but once again, thank you guys for all the love and support. Um, if I didn't mention it last episode, we have another country added on our list, which is Sweden. And I think now that brings us to over 11 to 12 different countries that our platform um, has reached, and that is insane to me, um, thank you guys for all the love and support, I don't care if we get one viewer, I don't care if we get a hundred viewers, I don't care if we get a thousand viewers, all I care is, is we create a community here that everybody will love, people can relate to, and you can come every week and just listen to something that can get you through your day, just put on the background, maybe it inspires you, I don't know, but please, 
contact me and my brother on the socials. That is all under Two Sons Podcast. That is Sons with an O, not a U, because we are two brothers. Once again, thank you guys for listening and joining me for my review and my talk and discussion about Pixar's latest film, Elemental. I hope you guys have a great evening, great morning, great night. I hope you guys stay safe out there. Um, enjoy your 4th of July that is coming up. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, please don't do anything stupid. Congratulations to all you um, graduates out there. If there, if we have any graduates, whether in college, high school, middle school, elementary school, listening to us. Um, congrats. It is a huge step in any of your progress in life. And you should be super proud no matter what area you are in. Um, and just give yourself a round of applause for whatever you may have accomplished this week, whether it was getting up and making your bed, making some food, going out on a run, anything. Just don't be hard on yourself, guys. Enjoy everything and just have a fantastic, wonderful day, evening, night. This is your host, Joe, signing out. Have a good one, guys.